0: Hey guys, and welcome to the third episode of the Greater Gains Podcast. Today we're going to be interviewing Shaq, one of my good friends. He is an entrepreneur in Southern California. Before we start, if you guys don't mind uh, subscribing, downloading, and leaving a good review for this podcast, that would be very much appreciated, and it will let me know what to improve on for future podcasts. Thank you guys very much, and let's jump on into it. Hey guys, this is my friend Shaq. He is a entrepreneur in california owns a number of dominoes and uh probably one of the coolest people i know
1: (laughs) hey guys how's it going yeah um we're located out here in southern california and a few other places we have 90 domino's pizza stores across ventura through northern california and tucson as well but i'm out here in ventura So do you want to go through like, oh, I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) you want to just go through um, like you're starting all the way from back from when you first went to the Citadel all the way to today pretty much?
1: Absolutely. So we started off with one Domino's pizza store back in 1992. And in 1992, my uncle bought his first Domino's pizza store out of uh, Santa Paula, California. And he didn't know much about business, not much about anything. He was just a driver and then a manager inside the Domino's pizza store. And from there, the owner decided to, decided to sell one of the stores that was the least profitable. From there, he called all of his brothers from my dad and his other five siblings to come down and help him run the store they plateaued at one and then seven stores when i started at the citadel we were at 14 stores and then automatically in 2008 they started corporate started selling bundles of stores 20 stores here 30 stores there and by 2013 i decided school might not be for me. I'm just going to come back and help the family business expand. So I started off as director of operations for about three years and then decided, actually, it's probably a good idea to go back to the Citadel and finish what I started. So at 26, <laughs> that's when I met Connor over here. Um, and... It was unbelievable. We expanded from 14 stores to 89 stores within that span. I went back to school, graduated, got this good old ring. And um, now we're still expanding. Um, After I graduated from the Citadel, I am currently actually starting my own business with my brothers. Um, it's called Next Generation. It's a sanitation company uh, product line actually. And from there, so the way it works is I have a huge family. We all have moving parts inside the business. So if you go into our office, you'll see my grandpa's office right there. He's an accounting, my little brother, he's a CPA. My father who's in accounting, and then everyone else who's in operations and HR. And I'm currently in charge of 40 Domino's pizza stores across the 89 with my other cousin Samantha. She's the data and analytics, whereas I'm purely operations. Um and the stores day to daily on the daily. And I take care of our employees and keep track of food and labor and um, all the all the the minor things that go into operations.
0: <laughs> that has to be really cool. Uh, you guys, uh, you guys probably were pretty influential in Domino's taking over the pizza market from Dot from Pizza Hut uh, like five or six years ago. That big jump they made,
1: especially yeah. Southern
0: California. Oh my God! Like you guys yeah. must have been.
1: <laughs> right up there we're actually the the fifth largest in the united states the fifth largest franchise wow that's
0: insane man so what was it like like from a, like an entrepreneur standpoint in that shaky time frame like 2008 2010 when no one really knew if it was just going to keep going down or if it was going to go back up and we have as we all saw it did go up we have the longest bull run since but It was definitely probably not the easiest road. Am I right with that?
1: Oh, absolutely. Back in 2008, when that video came out uh, of the employees messing with the product and sticking products up their nose, we did not have any clue how dominoes would turn out. Actually, when corporate had their meeting, a week after that, they laid it out for all the franchises and said, if you're not willing to adapt and overcome and expand, um, it was, they pretty much told us, you're gonna have to lose all your stores or gain more stores. And they had a roadmap, which was, we're going to renovate all our stores. We're going to change our product and change our image so if you noticed i'm not sure about in charleston um but in all of my stores in california um the stores are completely different it's called the pizza theater where they made it completely transparent made the store transparent so that the customers are able to see behind behind the um the counter and see how the employees are working and all of that, and unfortunately, they did not pay for a, a penny of it. It was oh all out God. of pocket. Oh my <laughs> Yeah, it
0: yeah. was.
1: It was. It was a culture shock for all of us. But I'm glad we wrote it out. I'm glad <laughs> that um, we stuck through.
0: So, were you doing operations then, or was that mainly after you graduated for type of things?
1: I was at the Citadel when they were oh, doing okay. it. So I was uh, a knob, freshman at the Citadel, the, the <laughs> worst year of my life. So I wasn't able to focus on any of that. But I've been working at the Domino's stores since I was a little kid, probably like 15 years old before I was allowed to. Um, so technically, not working in operations, but still overseeing everything, just checking on numbers and whatnot.
0: So what's it like owning and running a business in california i know it's not necessarily the most entrepreneur friendly state in the union but hey it's got someone's gotta do it right
1: <laughs> yeah um running a business in california it's difficult because the the government is for the employee rather than the employer. So if there is any uh, mill break issues, we've had multiple lawsuits for that, had to give out about $5 million to all of our employees. When, for example, if they had missed five mill breaks, and we did not make them take the mill break, then we're penalized. And We've had class action lawsuits so we have to I have, we have an attorney on hand my uncle he is um, one of the best attorneys I know and he we pass everything through him but before that when he was only practicing law we we ran into a lot more issues than than we currently do. Um, it's not easy running a business in California especially with minimum wage increasing so fast we're about $15 minimum wage right now oh my god yeah uh. yeah it's <laughs> rough
0: <laughs> jersey's on the same road map they're 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 at 15 that $15 I think five years down the line they're slowly making it go up but right. wow that has to that has to suck
1: yeah man yeah but other than that um I'm blessed, man. I I love what I do and everything about this business, it it, it lights a fire under my ass. Excuse my French. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And um, I wouldn't suggest starting in California, but after you have a stabilized business, um, it works out. Corporate, we pay about 11% royalties, to corporate, to, um, make the product, to take care of, um, the advertising, the national advertising. So I think, I think it's a, a good business to be in.
0: So do you like
1: franchise, like the franchise business model? You, I, I'm iffy about it because Although we are the owners, we're never really the owners. We have to listen to them. If we are on a bad note with corporate, um, they won't let us expand, or they they will will push us, push us out of the business, which we've seen so many times. So we always have to have a good customer or owner relationship with the uh, with corporate. Um, they do take care of the product. They just give me the product and the recipe, and I have to um, train all of my employees, and that's the hard part. So we'd have to have good supervisors, and if we don't have good good supervisors, then it's all on our own, which which is never never um, easy. So when let's just
0: take a jump to your new business that you're starting up what's because i feel like that's where most of the people listening to this are are, are at in their point right now so what's mm-hmm. like a couple of things that if you were going to start a business tomorrow what are like three or five things that you need to have in place before that
1: i would say number one is motivation and never stop your vision it's been three years that me and my brothers have started this business and we'd have, we had to have a lot of patience and you have to have the guy, the operational man that's willing to cold call all of the um, vendors and all of the, it's literally, we got lucky because we have a, a partner that is, is well versed in all of this. So he Called China. He called different um, manufacturers, and and that was the biggest part. My part. You have to have a sales rep and a person that's willing to um, take pictures and evaluate all of the the um, the products that we have in mind because you can't just start a business and expect yourself to. To fully jump in and start selling the product right away, we had to test the market, which was what I did. I went to all the Domino's Pizza locations and made sure that the employees are able and willing to do what, what we ask them, which is a bag. It's uh, Ultimately, I don't want to give away too much, but yeah. it's it's a sanitation bag to stop. Um, cross-contamination so I had to teach all of the employees how to use the bag and 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 implement it so sales marketing marketing you are the market you have to market yourself and the product at all times I mean whenever you're talking to somebody in a restaurant you have to continually speak about your product even when it seems like it's a, a little too much you know
0: yeah Yeah. The sales process. I used to do, um, I used to work at a investment advisory practice down here and seeing the people do the sales every day. It was just like, either they were put way too much in way too little and you had to find that sweet zone. And once they hit that, they hit it and they hit it out of the park. But
1: yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's one of those things where you're, you are constantly selling. And now luckily we're, we're in the final steps. We have a, um, a machine set up in Los Angeles and we're printing out the bags and it's we've had to have um about five prototypes before we figured out this is the right one. So as I said, stay consistent, stay motivated, and honestly speak it into existence. Yeah. That's
0: Great words. <laughs> it's it's simple, but it, it works though. Like it's it, that's the whole process of everything. Just put your head to the grindstone and keep going. Don't give up. Mm-hmm. So, what are some books that you would recommend to people to read? Like I like Millionaire Next Door. Like the, the, the I think
1: it's um,
0: the Millionaire Mind. It's it's the same author. But uh, do you
1: have any um, books you recommend? I love the Millionaire Mind, but something that I've it's like my Bible is the secret. I'm sorry. I have to tell you that. I don't know if you've heard about it before, but the secret is, is the law of attraction and you attract what you imagine. You, um, another good one is, um, God, why is it escaping my mind? Um, rich dad, poor dad. That's one yeah. of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Those have you are- ever
0: read, uh, principles by Ray Dalio?
1: I have that's a good one book is
0: awesome pulled me out of a dark place and I I love that book though
1: man it it inspires the shit out of me (laughs) absolutely absolutely what's your favorite
0: uh probably principles at the moment it used to be millionaire next door but once you read it once you kind of understand but I feel like you go back to principles you get something new every time you go through it even if you just listen to the audiobook you get something new
1: absolutely absolutely
0: so, what's it like working with your family? I know most people are going to have family oriented sole proprietorships or limited partnerships, but uh, oh, yeah. is, is it? it obviously, there's, it has its ups and downs, but it has to be nice to be able to rely on your family for.
1: I would say the family business has kept us together. Yeah. It's, I mean, my cousins are like my siblings. Yeah. Because of the fact that I'm working with them day in and day out. We are talking about business, but then again, we are family, so we have no filter. So we're not (laughs) afraid of telling our cousins to F off if you're having an issue, but we're always having, we'll say whatever we want to say, but we're always coming back to the table and discussing it, which is so great. I would... I wouldn't trade it for the world. Honestly, it's, it's interesting because if I have an issue with the internet, I'll call my brother. Hey man, can you send somebody out to store eight, three, four, four. And, um, we would, (laughs) uh, it's really funny. If I have an issue with the law, I'll call my uncle Tarek. He'll take care of everything with the, he'll, he'll literally take everything off of my hands and he'll deal with that issue. Um, it's, It's cool because knowing that I'm more successful because of my family, everything I do in the future revolves around my family. Like the new business, it's me and my brothers now. Uh, We're doing this um, other type of business, I guess you can call it. It's mining bitcoins. Um, We're doing... We're doing that together, all of us, and it's, it's really fun. Um, the only thing that I don't do with them is stocks. Uh, that's the only thing that I, I focus on myself, obviously, <laughs> yeah. and I'll invest in my own stocks. But um, it's it's great having so many different people that are so um, focused on different parts of the company and so, so well-versed. In, in different aspects of the company that it's why would I want to work with anyone else? If I have people I can trust like that.
0: Exactly. I was going to say like, you have that background of that trust with your family. You, nothing beats that. Nothing beats blood. So that is,
1: that, that but is on the other the hand, you also, sorry to cut you off, <laughs> um, but you also have to um, have a good roadmap of where the company is going to um, where's the company is going period, like the succession planning is key. And that's one thing that I explained to my parents because we didn't have anything um, in place where hmm, you would, we have so many cousins and grandchildren coming into this business. And finding out the pay structure is another big issue. I mean, we all get paid the same amount, no matter what work is what what our position is. We're all getting paid the same amount, which has its pros and cons as well.
0: Yeah, I could definitely see where that could become an issue. But it sounds like you guys solved that pretty easy. Like everyone gets the same amount. That's that's a good way to go about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then and then we have our. Um, the next generation of cousins that are, go- that are in college right now, the issue is what, what we had to figure out is how much are they going to get paid right coming into the company right after college? Yeah. And what we figured out, what I suggested was they get paid 60% of the highest cousins' pay. So they get paid 60% and then every year it'll increase by 5% until all of us are, are equal.
0: That sounds like a pretty solid
1: plan. You you spoke a few minutes ago about um,
0: like setting goals and like being objective and goal oriented for businesses and especially with the family aspect of things. So where, where, like, what kind of goals do you set? And how do you choose what goals to set?
1: Hmm. Well, they have to be achievable, they, I, I set both long-term and um, short-term goals. So I always focus on my short-term and then keep the long-term in mind. And for my long-term goals, I set the amount, how much I see myself saving and investing to reach at a certain age. So I always said by the age of 2021, 20, I want to have, I'm not going to say, well, we'll say half a million dollars. I've worked and I worked and I saved and I bought properties and I kept on saving and I bought another property. And then that's, that, that to me is more important than short-term goals, keeping the long-term in mind because you still need to work at your short-term goals, such as, um, do I want to only be invested in this one business for the rest of my life that's not exactly what I what I had in mind. This is something that my parents built. I wanted to build my own own business, so that's what I'm doing with my brothers. We're starting another business right now. It's still part of the long-term goal, but you have to um orient, orient orientate. What or you have to, I guess, orient yourself around the long-term with the short-term in mind. Yeah,
0: I see that. I get, I get that, that, that whole, I feel like that's a lot that like something people struggle with a lot is trying to measure and balance out the, the short-term and long-term goals. Like, I know for myself, for instance, when I set big goals, like my goal, I want to own my own business and do all this other stuff in the, in the future. But I gotta work on the smart, like the short-term goals. Get some certification, get some licensings, all of that, to, in order to get to that goal. But like you said, you
1: gotta have that end piece, just in at the, it,
0: just out of reach, but you could
1: see it. Exactly, exactly. You said it, and it's honestly, man, you're going to get kicked down. People get kicked down all the time, but it's every step back. Consider it winding yourself up for a leap forward don't get knocked down for for anything man just it's all about the next step it's all about your next goal and and keeping your vision in mind like like in golf right i golf all the time you have to keep your eye on the hole not where you're at so like if you always worry about your next shot based off of your last shot, you'll keep on getting pissed off throughout the game and you'll get nowhere. It's it's a mind game, as is life. Everything well your brain is connected to your eyes through a thick nerve. So obviously that tells you your thoughts really dictate how how your life is. Very true. I never
0: thought about it. like that's pretty it's a, it's, a, it's a deep thinking kind of thing right there. I didn't. Oh wow, That kind of messed my head a little bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man.
0: So just to wrap it up a little bit, just just to say, I know you're a very busy guy, and um, I got to get got to get going and do some stuff too. What are three things that you would tell someone that would what's one thing that, that would motivate someone? To start a business what's one thing that would dissuade them from starting a business and what's just one thing you want to say
1: so one thing that would motivate someone to start a business is that there's nobody that is better than you at anything it's just the amount of work that you're willing to put in to achieve your goals there's no looking at your neighbor, it's not like he's smarter than you. He's not uh, everyone is on the same playing field right now. you might it's the the hand people are dealt, but you can win with a pair of twos when the other guy has an ace. You're fine. Just motivate yourself and stay consistent and um, you'll get there. I mean, uh, negative, That that isn't the best part, is that there's a lot of roadblocks that you will run into, a lot, and a lot of paperwork, and you have to go to the city and, and file documents all the time. You'll, you might not make it the first time around, but keep on staying persistent. And one last note that I'd like to leave everyone off with is get after it. There's nobody that's going to tell you what to do. Nobody's going to tell you what to do. You have to look into it, do your research. And it's not always the best idea to go after what comes to your mind right away there's always so for example i had a few um businesses that i thought were were on the dot aces but in reality i looked into it did some some research and it was not it was already made there's a product just like it an app just like it so that being said do your research find the right product and then go full full force
0: That's great man thank, thank you for taking your time out of your busy schedule to talk with me and the rest of the podcast for a little bit uh, hopefully right. we can do this again sometime i mean i am sure you have a ton more stories to tell and i'll be way better at podcasting then so hopefully i i'm, I'm better at that then but no
1: uh, dude, you've been great i appreciate it thank you thanks,
0: all right man all right have a all good right.
1: day you too